Well, hello and welcome once again, everybody, to another edition of After Further Review. Mark Ferreira and John Pelkey, Jeff Taylor, off uh, with a with a gig. We're assuming, Mark, a paying gig? An actual paying gig that takes him all through the day. It's a full-time gig. How about that? Wow. And I mentioned when, when Jeff texted and said it's a full-time, he's got the gig. I went, a full-time gig? And he's like, no, it's only for one day. And I went, one eight-hour day in 2020 is a full-time gig, people. Let's Let's remember that. Is it, it really is for a lot of us. For a, right. uh, for, a, for a lot of people, COVID has not affected their their work. Yeah. Uh, for some people, they've gotten some new jobs. I, I congratulate them, new full time jobs. But for a, a, a vast preponderance of people in our shoes, which is yeah. what makes your situation so remarkable, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, we have we have not had anything come our way at all. No, I had and, one and, gig between uh, the end of February, uh, the Princess Half Marathon, and I think maybe something else over the sports complex. Uh, I know, though, in March, uh, by March, it was all gone. And you know, obviously, this started in March. And oddly, something that I remembered, it was uh, the the, um, the seriousness of this really came to the fore for me because I was watching uh, back in March uh, some NBA. Right. And I was watching the night that games were canceled. I mean, canceled with people in the arena ready to play because uh, who was it? Rudy Gobert. Who was the remember when there was a player that Utah tested? Jazz, I think, dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Rudy Gobert. Tom Janovich. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I should be better with this now that I'm Junior. working for NBA team. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it is your sport now, Johnson. It, it really is. Look, I'm wearing my Raptors. More See, Raptors. You. You, man, you're you're First coming in. You're coming in, you know. Totally supplicant tonight. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. I need to keep this job. And after my first performance, uh, you know, it's, oh, it's, it's up in the air. It's up Come in the air. Uh, no, I feel much more confident. When I'm down here, I'm writing out all of the rosters by Good hand man. in a large font uh, just because I wanted to wait, though, because there's been some player movement. People have been a couple of guys whose names I called. I'll probably never call again because they, they ended up getting cut. So I want to just make wow. sure that I have the... Uh, yeah, well, I, Merry Christmas. It, you're out of a gig. Yeah, and and it helps to write it down too, doesn't it? Because now you're writing it, and then you're yeah. you're reading it, you're listening. You know, you're probably checking the pronunciations. You're doing all the things. Absolutely, that's what I'm doing. Perhaps you person. should have done before. I'm just kidding. I'm totally well, kidding. I went into it being told that I would have all of this stuff ahead of time, yeah, but I think course. no one understands uh, exactly what we're going to be dealing with until you're in the middle of it during this COVID thing. Yeah, because the PR people who would normally Come be you know at the at the desk and, and handing you stuff. They they don't have access any longer. So and I only have access. There's an entrance that I have one entrance to go through, and then I exit through another and uh, a different exit, different egress. I've got uh, you know there's only very specific places we can go. So it makes it a little more challenging. Not an excuse. Not an excuse. I I, I am a disgrace. And again. With a with a with a more just God, I would my body would be in a pauper's grave. But uh, that, <laughs> well, thank goodness that the God which, that you don't believe in isn't just. <laughs> speaking speaking of which, speaking of which, Mark, somebody did the math on uh, Bob yeah. Cratchit, uh, oddly, uh, and I, I like uh, that. in uh, a Christmas Carol, it's mentioned what Bob Cratchit makes per week. Uh-huh. And what he uh, and, and and what he's asking for for a raise and all of that, sure. and uh, and they've they, they did the math. Version. They did the math for what it would be in today's dollars. And Bob Cratchit makes around twenty five thousand dollars a year, right? So five hundred bucks a week. And he is in that story just the epitome of poverty. Well, he has eighteen 
children. Okay, sure, there is that. But you will, I'm just saying that, that is that is the poverty level. That's well below the poverty level for a family his size. Certainly, it really is. But twenty five thousand dollars a year, well, is not is is not good money. But now the poverty level sits. Somebody sits at around thirteen thousand dollars or something for for an individual, but not for a family. Yeah, but that's not that's not the point. You, you you don't pay people according to their family. You you pay them for an individual wage. And the point is that his wage is twice what an individual's poverty wage should be. So that we are worse off now than we were in um, Victorian England. So that's what you were trying to get to. <laughs> yes, I was, and you ruined it. You once again. I was undercutting being recorded your, your, your overall left wing point. It uh, didn't matter. Sorry. It doesn't matter how many kids or anything he has. It's just that the of individual it job itself it does in the macro. Stay with. Don't talk. It does in the macro. Yes, it does. But in the micro, what you look at for. Uh, uh, poverty is what the individual's wages are. Now, yes, if you have 18 kids, I don't care if you make Rudy Gobert money, for God's sake, you're probably going to have to have a side hustle. I, the, the point being is that today, people on the poverty level, individuals of the poverty level are making less than they did in, um, in Dickens' time, according to Dickens. Well, again, again, this is this is where I, I think the argument breaks down, is that you only understand that he's poor based on what his living conditions are and his living can not not you're, you're not judged that he is making a, a, a wage that is a, a pauper's wage necessarily. He lives a pauper's life. Well, that is but that is that, I, where I disagree with you vehemently is that that is uh, what is inherent in it is that Scrooge is not paying him what a fair wage is. And he is actually, maybe to your point, paying a fair wage, but it's Cratchit's fault that he, you know, he can't keep it zipped up that he's got, he's got issues. Um, but my point was what Bob Cratchit's making as an individual salary is greater than what an individual salary who's considered to be poor in this day and age. Is. Yeah, it, it's about, and that it's, is surprising. It's about, it's about 12 bucks an hour, 12, 25 an hour. Right. Is what, this is, is what this that has been less, much less entertaining for me than no, I No, I think it's very entertaining. You've kind of ruined it. It's obvious that you've moved to the right uh, through all of this. I thought without Jeff here, we could just throw out our liberal stuff without being undercut by whatever I, proud boy. I haven't moved to the right, and you, and you act as if that's a pejorative, frankly. I think the Democratic Party lost 13 seats, and if they would have had rhetoric that moved a little bit to the right, I, I think the policies are fine, but if they're rhetoric— you know, I disagree. You and I disagree on that. No, I think okay. that's completely. I think you present. You think you, the country likes the Democrats. They lost 13 seats. We were supposed to take the Senate and gain 13 seats. And we're not going to have this conversation. Election. We're not going to have this conversation. Well, you brought it up that I moved I to the do right. Believe, this, I is do. The, this is, by the way, entertaining for everyone. I do this believe. I know. I know. I know. This is and, what and you, you wanted. You, you don't know. You, you, this is what they this is what they want. This is right. what they like to see. Yeah. Two old men bickering right. <laughs> were Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau. Right. As long as, I'm Jack Lemon. as long as I'm Jack Lemon, I'm fine. Either way, I'm fine. They're both brilliant. I'm fine with that. Though I think really if we if we look at The Apartment, the movie, you're probably Ooh. Jack Lemon and more than likely I'm Fred McMurray. <laughs> wow, man, that's a that's a that's a <laughs> That is a tough movie, man. You'd think a Billy Wilder piece like that would be a little lighter. And he had just done uh, something like it uh, just the year before. That's how great a director he was. And that's how great an actor Jack Lemmon is. But uh, he was married. He was he, Is he married to Shirley MacLaine in that? Who, Jack Lemmon? Or are they just no, buddies? She, 
I forget. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no. And he's, he's just, uh, he's just, uh, attracted to her and she's obviously flirting with him, but she's having the affair with the married man, which Got is Frederick Murphy, which is not saying that as a married man, I have an affair, but I just, you know, I, I have a little more of that detached, uh, yeah, I don't know. See, see non postulates, John about poverty and then about Fred McMurray. And you just, you don't, you don't think through them. You don't think through these postulates. Why do I not think, what am I not thinking through? I'm completely that you're advocating that you would be a married man having an affair. No, I'm advocating I'm more like Fred McMurray, which is literally, you know, sort of detached and uh, uh, un- unemotionally connected to other human beings. You know that about me. That's 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 who I am. We have a we have a very close. We, we used to have a very close friend who will be moving soon. Once he's gone, I, I I'll be I don't know. I'll remember his name month into it. So I'm just saying that's I'm the same way, though, frankly, to, to confess keeping a uh, out of sight, out of mind. Now, yeah, there is in that the, in the age of social media. It's been a lot easier to do that, to yeah. stay in touch. But normally I'm not very good. You know, it's it's like it's like a circle of friends and, and you get to your you get to that circle and you give all you, you know, you make that friend feel like they're the only friend in the world. Yeah. But then you have to move on to the next circle. And, and that person has to wait. 360 degrees or whatever it is. And in the middle of that, they usually get upset and say, what's, yeah. what's up with you, Mark? Why aren't you calling me back? Or why don't you call me? A lot of my, a lot of, not a lot, but a select number of friends always expect you to do the calling. Have you ever noticed that? Oh yeah. Like you don't call, you never write. Well, neither do you. Right. Why is this? That's changed a lot with the social media to your point. Uh, sadly now for me, you have to keep in touch with people you'd probably prefer not to. Uh, it was much easier not to pay attention to them when there wasn't social media. Um, now you have, now you sort of have to, but now, yeah, the, now that argument when somebody, well, you never, you know, you never call, you never write. And I'm guilty as charged. It's, it's kind of, you know, I'm right there on social media. You can send me a direct message. There's a better than average, or you can text better than average chance. I'm going to return that. Now, if you call, there's a better than average chance. I'm probably not going to pick up the phone, but that doesn't matter who you are. Uh, it doesn't. I don't it like doesn't. talking on the phone. No. no, there there might be four gigs that we have planned in an individual day, or it might be the day before the marathons. And there's all kinds of work that we're both doing and that uh, you have to keep in touch with me about. And yeah. I'll, I will call you and you right. won't answer. No, I won't. I will text or I yeah, or I will give you an audio text right. and you'll and you'll call back or I'll old school leave a voicemail and you'll wait and our friend that moves, that's about to move away, doesn't say. What, what was it? Uh, Ramsey? Is it? It's R- Ronald. What was his name? You gotta move it away. It's, <laughs> it's two. It's two syllables. Does begin with an R. Ends with ends with a Y. Ramsey. <laughs> Robbie. Ram. Ram. Robbie? No. I, mm, I don't know. We'll we'll come to it. That should be the trivia question. You know, actually, uh, six weeks from now. Six weeks from now, do a progressive trivia for Riley, and I probably won't get it. So, you know, that's it's, it's right. not Romney. <laughs> Romney. I like that. I do, too. I do. Too. I like that a lot. We refer to him as Romney from now on. Yeah. We can get away uh, with this because we know there's no chance he's listening or or, or no, like. there isn't. No, there's you know, they people. He's packing. Here. He's packing. They're leaving on the 30th. They're getting out of Dodge. I think I got to tell you, Mark, I think that there's a mistake. They're not thinking through this. I would move to 2021. 2020 is still 2020. <laughs> it's only a couple of days. Hang in there. I you know? think you just, why, why tempt fate? <laughs>
Sure. Why? Why tempt fate? The right. Only, the only thing about this year that's been somewhat normal, Mark, and we've talked about it here, is that the best teams seem to win championships in shortened yeah. years. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, it, push it back to the second or the third, Romney. And uh, <laughs> and your wife, Meredith. Romney and oh, Meredith. We, we look forward to them. Uh, all right, we do. It, all right. It, it's a solid plan they have to. All right. Uh, we, and we, folks, we are going to get to sports at some point in theory. Or maybe not. <laughs> again, again the, the, the people outside of our core group of, of listeners. And, and what would you say our core group is? Two? At this point, you know, I mom, think it fluctuates between two left. and five. Yeah, two and five. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if Russ Ayers is still listening, to tell you the truth. Uh, I, I, I know Brian occasionally listens, and Tom, yeah, but Brian and Tom are off and on regular listeners. Yeah. Usually, Lenny and Joe, every, it's every time. And our friend uh, listening today, our Merry Christmas to him as well, our friend Brian, who is at, at, at he is a, uh, uh, an EMT and a pilot overachiever. That's frowned upon, you know, on this wow. uh, overachieving is terribly frowned upon. And my wife is apparently paying oh, attention, wow. and that's generally probably because I'm being too that. loud, and 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 I'll be I'll be uh, chastised uh, vehemently as as soon as this is Afterwards. over. Right, but we here's here's so, here. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I Did just was going to ask before a show or before yeah. performance where you're nervous, which is what today is is. Yeah, I'm very, I'm incredibly, um, I'm terrified. Nervous doesn't do it justice. What? Uh, What's best for you in terms of her behavior toward toward you? If she if she lambasts you, yeah, is that better for your performance later on? Because you can kind of separate yourself from the world, and it's like all that matters in life is this show right now. Maybe as opposed to if things are idyllic, yeah, d- domestically, then then it's then the show is just another part of your life as opposed so to often. everything. Yeah, yeah, I get exactly. so often. It's like you, oh. might, you might not not have a, a shooter's mentality if that's all that exists for you. Yeah. If that's all that matters, that that determines all of your self worth, then then you'll probably have more of a shooter's mentality. I would guess. A little bit, a little bit. I'll be better. I'll, I'm I'm more ready for what's going to happen tonight. So, uh, the, you know, my biggest fear tonight is we're playing New Orleans. Um, oh. I saw I saw Brian Ascari. So the Brian and Tom are off and on in general. I agree with that. Um, it's uh, <laughs> oh my god, I'm getting. Uh, do you see? I'm now I'm getting uh, yeah, yard reports. garbage. Yard <laughs> garbage day. I know. I know. I'll I'll get to it as soon as we'll we'll wrap it up soon. And I I promise. Um, does, that, does that mean you get the garbage and you have to go to the dump with it? No, 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 no. It's just once every couple of weeks there is a uh, yard. Uh, they pick up the yard trash. Hold on. I have to let the cat out of this room. Hold on okay. one second. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned as John Pelkey lets it's the, the cat. cat. It's the cat we adopted when our friend uh, passed away. Oh, great. Who's, uh, great. When our friend great Adam cat. passed away. It's his It's his cat. Monk Ruta is the name of the cat. Big Maine Coon. Very, very cute. Uh, but yeah. likes to sleep now on the treadmill. And it's good to see the treadmill getting some work, to be quite frank. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, and now I've lost the complete uh, train of thought uh, as to what I was saying uh, about uh, perhaps about it was our listeners. You were, uh, you were talking about our listeners and, and uh, who, anyway. who's regular, who's not. Doesn't matter. We, we need to get sports at a point. Uh, we do have uh, to get to sports at a point. We have a fun game we're going to play. Yeah. Taylor's asking where Riley is moving. We don't know who Riley is, so I don't know wherever. Uh, I, I think he's I think he's moving uh, to North Carolina, North Carolina. Yeah. Romney, and it, thank you. And is Romney Romney <laughs> is moving to North Carolina, yeah. and they've got a place to stay up there, and they're selling their house, and they're uh, going to have a little adventure. Their daughter doesn't start kindergarten until September of next year, so what the hell? 
You know, Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. It's a great plan, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it was it was good to have him in our in our lives. And uh, well, but but the second there's any work at the ESPN Wild World Sports, John, he will they will they Romney will come back down. <laughs> He will. We will see him within four months. I'm, I'm, I'm sure of it. You think there's going to be work in four months? Okay, boy. Uh, obviously, maybe obviously not. six months, I should say. Uh, for Christmas, I'd like to give you living in the real world because, uh, yeah, Christmas yeah. of next year, maybe there'll be, uh, maybe next fall things will pick up. But oh uh, no, summertime is going to explode. All right. Well, there you heard it here, folks. All right, let's uh, let's we'll get to a couple other things before we get on to our NFL playoff scenario discussion that we're going to have today because things are working their, themselves out, and a really good team in the AFC is going to end up not being in the playoffs. It's true. Uh, either Miami or uh, Baltimore, and those are both very good teams. Yep. I think at this point. Frankly. I agree. Um, but uh, what I want to know is uh, for Christmas, what sort of super spreader event are you initiating uh, for this holiday? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, traveling. Uh, what are your plans for Christmas? Out of the state. I think I'm going to go uh, hang out at the uh, at the lake house. As is the as is the, as is the tradition, yes. And right. uh, Fair enough. there's a there's a bubble established there, and uh, it'll be a nice um, little Christmas time. And uh, I'm not, yes, I'm not <laughs> not leaving the state at Christmas time. I think I've done all the damage I need to do. You've and, gotten uh, you've gotten the uh, you got the official letters from the government asking you to please stop. Well, actually, Rick DeSantis is encouraging me to leave. Yes, because that's he wants you. To, he wants it's the DeSantis sneeze tour twenty twenty. He 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 basically thinks, as opposed to Christmas caroling, there should be Christmas sneezing at everyone's door. Just oh, look, it's carolers. <laughs> yes, he does, and he wants. He's advocating that uh, inside restaurants as well, because you know, in Florida, everything's wide open. Everything's open up. You know, yeah. it, it's the polar opposite of California. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, Rick is saying I have I've received a letter from him encouraging me to be outdoors uh, and in and then inside other places that I don't know the people. Uh, big packed restaurants during football Sundays. He wants me in there. So but everyone else. Yeah, everyone else. I've gotten stern warnings from <laughs> do not come into our state. Uh, all right. Uh, so uh, How about you? What, do you, what are you guys? What are you guys doing? Uh, we are going to my mother-in-law's for Christmas Eve for dinner. She makes uh, lobster pie and scallops. New England, uh, my wife's from New England. So uh, that's one of my favorite things. She's My, my mother-in-law is a fabulous cook. Um, and uh, so we're going to do that New Year's Eve and then, uh, excuse me, Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Day, we will be here. Uh, we're doing a little English breakfast in the morning. And I'm actually making a turkey. Thanks to our friends at Universal Studios. They gave free turkeys to uh, employees. And uh, we got the Kirk turkey. So we're going to do turkey with all the stuffings and just hang out and maybe maybe watch Christmas movies. We don't really have too many Christmas uh, traditions. Our only real tradition that, that Jody and I have for Christmas is when we put the Christmas tree up, which we did a number of days ago. And we actually did outside decorating, too. I have lights on the house, so, which I hadn't done in a number of years. Um but we put the tree up and we uh, and we drink wine and eat cheese. Now, this year we weren't feeling the wine. So we had hot cider and we eat cheese and like olives. And, you know, we just have a little crudité plate and we put our uh, we put our tree up. So that's, that's really the only tradition. Very festive. Do you uh, do you have Christmas music playing in the yeah, house? Sure, sure, sure. I usually like those sort of jazzy Christmas cocktail stuff versus. Oh, yeah, that stuff's really fun. The that traditional stuff, stuff yeah. you know. Yes, exactly. Done in a jazzy, fun, hip 
well, yeah. 60s, sort of 60s. Yeah, a little Rat Packy feel to it. Yeah, definitely. yeah I yeah. love that. I love Definitely that. do that. And then, of course, I, I and I told you this as the recovering Catholic, the one thing that remains with me is I do stay up and watch Mass from the Vatican on Christmas Eve, every Christmas. Dang. Usually right. I get usually I get really tanked and really angry. Uh, and uh, and then I shoot off some questionable things to local monsignors and, and, uh, and things of this nature. Uh, I think I try to avoid that this year. You know, there's been a lot of I think so. Activity. Yeah. yeah. I just you know, shoot off kind of long missives about plus the Pope is plus the Pope is, you know. You know, he's certainly on the cool side of of all that dogma. Yeah, the, no arc of, uh, the arc of justice, and he's he, you know he's kind of a bend in the arc of uh, arc of history. Excuse me, towards justice, he's, yeah. he's a little bit more of a bend in that d- direction than perhaps some some previous. And, and who would have thought that? You know, certainly yeah. in our lifetime, I guess Pope John the twenty third was the last one that was. Which sort is not, of, I don't believe my life because Vatican II. <laughs> no, sixty three, I think, is when he passed away. Mark, do you think? Uh, do you think the highly rated uh, <laughs> sports? Talk podcasts, get into Vatican II and John the Twenty Third at any point in the in the holiday season. Anyway, just, I, I mean, if I nothing so. else, we're we're, we're unique. We are unique, and I I wish people would would know that about us, but they but they <laughs> well, don't because we refuse to do any marketing. We really do. I had to do it. I had to do an interview for the Raptors uh, yesterday. I had to do okay. A, 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 a meet a, John Pelkey. Yeah, uh, meet, yesterday meet your staff. Yes. And it was just uh, for a thing in Tampa. And I thought about promoting the show, but then it just didn't seem like the forum when they said what the questions were going to be. There really wasn't anything about my background. It was just about the show in the arena itself and some of the challenges during the COVID. So it was good. It was it was it was uh, fun to talk to somebody about it. And some other folks from the production were involved as well. But I thought I thought I could sneak this in. But then I thought, you know, they've hired me. I'm not sure I want them to see this. Uh, cause they might, uh, you know, uh, think twice about yeah, the hire. Well, wouldn't you, I, I think. Uh, so anyway, all right. Uh, you wear your hair like that while, whilst you're doing PA. No, no, no. This is just, I haven't, uh, I got up this morning and I haven't taken a shower and get, cause I have to drive over to Tampa around three this afternoon. So I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get a little more gussied up for that than I am for the show. All right. All, all right, right, Johnny. I've got I've got this stuff ready to go whenever you want to whenever you want to go to it. All right. Uh, NFL playoffs are generally uh, we, we have a pretty good idea. There's some there can certainly be some movement. Certainly we're watching the Steelers free fall. Um, uh, used used to be the number one seed. Now they could fall as far as the four, I guess, possibly. Um and then uh, also, as we mentioned on the AFC side, there's going to be a really good football team that stays out of it. And there's going to be perhaps an under 500 NFC team um, in the in the playoffs, a 500 certainly, team. Yeah, certainly not over 500 in the minimum. So let's look at the playoff scenarios if they were to start today and see what you and I think about what uh, what could uh, happen. Let's start in the AFC. Let's do it alphabetically. Kansas City is the one seed they will get the, um, the the most important thing in the history of sports, according to Mark, which is this uh, this uh, one bye week. But uh, your next matchup is going to be uh, it's the most important thing in the twenty in the twenty twenty season and beyond for the NFL because that's I think what the what it's going to be like. It's going to be seven teams from here on out unless they adjust it later on. But yeah, it's one team. So this is going to yeah. be fascinating to me to, yeah. to see how this works out. It, it, it is a, it, it is a big change. It's a big change for the uh, for the NFL in, in my mind. 
I can't think of too many rule changes that are quite this drastic. But yeah. let's take a look at it. Your second seed now is uh, is the Buffalo Bills, um, and they would meet Miami. I don't think this is a great matchup for Buffalo, Mark. And I think Buffalo's playing as well as anybody, maybe including Kansas City, though we've talked about Kansas City and their ability sort of to just flip a switch. Um, they, they seem to be, you know, I don't know if you agree with this with Kansas City. They seem to be, you know, kind of half uh, involved in the game early. And then it just, you know, it, they, they, they seem to be able to flip that switch and play well. But Buffalo gets Miami. This would concern me, Mark, because we've talked about this before. Divisional opponents regardless of record, tend to give teams trouble. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the whole you know, throw, out, throw out the record book thing when, when divisional opponents and rivals play each other. And the, the really fascinating thing about this, Johnny, is that week 17, the last game of the season, they're playing each other. So it will be two weeks in a row yeah. they will play each other. And that's just – that you have no idea what's going to happen in that, in that kind of scenario. And I tell you, what's going to be really interesting about that final week of the season, Mark, is that Miami may be playing at that point to get into the playoffs, given what their bad their battle with Baltimore oh, yeah. uh, over the next couple of weeks. Buffalo will probably have nothing to play with at that point, play for at that point in time. Um, in fact, I don't think I don't think they can take, I guess if Kansas City lost two in a row, there's a possibility for Buffalo. But um as far as they match up against one another, I I think that the the issue will be Tua versus the Buffalo defense more than anything else because I think that you've got with Buffalo and uh, with Buffalo and Miami you have a you have a Miami defense that is a ball hawking defense they are very well coached you know they're out of that belichick school if they have an opportunity to scheme for somebody and they get a josh allen team that they've seen already so yeah that's going to shorten their uh their learning curve um i, I think that's going to be a bit of a, a bit of a push those are the those are the two strengths the, the weaknesses would be you know buffalo has a good defense but they're not an overpowering defense and the miami offense is still a work in progress however Tua has proven to be a guy who's not going to turn the ball over um i think this this is ripe for an upset yeah i don't know it's interesting to me because it's uh, well. First of all, you have them playing each other. The last game of the season. I just did the uh, analytics. I actually had Buffalo losing the last two games, Miami winning the last two games. It doesn't change anything for Miami. They stay in the seventh slot, believe it or not, and um, and Buffalo maybe moves down to the four seed. But um, so they may or may not have something to play for that last game of the season. But yes, when they're playing each other. Um. That's going to be really, really tough. I think Miami's defense is amazing. But again, what did they end up giving? Uh, they, they still ended up lose, you know, giving up 28 points yeah. to, to Kansas City. Now, one of those, I believe, was a special teams play. I think so, yeah. And so it's really 21 points. But to me, I really think that uh, Buffalo's offense against Miami's defense, I think, is better than Tua against Buffalo's defense. I, I think I would probably agree with you there, but I would say that I think the, uh, I, I, you know, two is the wild card because we, we just haven't seen enough of that. I, I agree to know. Uh, I, I just think, and you agree with me that Miami's defense and Buffalo's offense are the two strengths of those teams. 
Um, and the two, if you can point weaknesses, then it would be uh, the offense of the Dolphins and the and the defense of the Bills. I, yeah, I have, a, I have a tendency to agree with you. I, I mean, obviously, you're going to give a nod to the Bills. I think the Bills are a better team all yeah, around. They're, they're a better team, yeah. Um, but I but I really, really think this is a matchup they would prefer not to have. As, as odd as it may seem, as good as that Indianapolis defense is, and I think in the scenario you showed, they drop down and Buffalo gets Indianapolis. I think they'd prefer to have Indianapolis in the first round than Miami, frankly. Probably. I mean, it's to your point, it's a division rival and they know each other very, very well. And they'll have just played the week before. Now, you're, you're talking about Miami having something to play for. This week, Baltimore plays the New York Giants and the Dolphins are playing the uh, I believe the Raiders. They're playing the Raiders. They're at the Raiders. They have to go all the way uh, across the country to Las Vegas. Baltimore's at home against the Giants. Now, chances are, and, and the Raiders don't seem historically to do very well on the road. Uh, the, the Dolphins don't seem to do very well on the road against the Raiders. But the Raiders are in somewhat of a free fall, and the Gruden, are. the Gruden effect at the end of the season has really taken hold with them. They've been a big disappointment over the last month. All right, so we'll get to that. We'll get to, we'll get to what we predict, what will happen in Week 16, and then in Week 17, and we'll see what the final scenarios will be. Um, but yes, you're right. If it ends up being this and they have to play two games in a row, then that's probably the worst matchup Buffalo could have asked for. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree with that. Whole it leads to a really, really fun last couple of weeks. And again, my, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe neither of them will have anything to play for. And that final game will be, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick's farewell game possibly. And, and people trying to stay, uh, Trying to stay safe, but it is an interesting matchup as well because you have the two teams' strengths against each other and two teams' weaknesses against each other, and then with the familiarity thrown in there, and two of the best coaches. Boy, I tell you, Tom Brady picked the right time to get out of the AFC East. <laughs> let's just be let's just be really honest because you could be looking at Miami and Buffalo. You could look at a decade of Miami and Buffalo that we had back when Dan yeah. Marino and Jim Kelly were there, where those were the games yeah. of note in that division again and again. All right, let's move down to the next matchup. Uh, I think Indianapolis and Pittsburgh, it's a bad matchup from Pittsburgh, Mark, because they're playing a football game. And I think right now playing a game is a really bad matchup for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They need to, they need to write that ship very, very quickly um, because not only Mark, it, 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 disappointing, they've had some losses. They, they look bad in the losses. These aren't, you know, fluke special teams, things going away. Their offense right now is as limited as any offense in football. And that includes teams that aren't going to make the playoffs in my mind. Well, I think part of it is, is that they know they um, there's no threat from the running game. And so oh, they, can, yeah. they, they can just stack, you know, they can put, and they can't go downfield. There's no threat for they, they have nothing but a short and intermediate passing game. And, that and is everyone great. knows that. And everyone yeah. knows that. And so they're blocking up the middle and they're, and they're, you know, Ben's inaccurate right now. He, his arm looks like it's not the same at all. Uh, what's interesting, again, about this one, John, is that Pittsburgh and Indianapolis play this week. <laughs> so it's the same thing. Indianapolis goes to Pittsburgh this week, and that does not look good for the Steelers at the moment. But let's break it down. First of all, their first loss against the Washington football team, they were up by 14, and then they just looked tired because they had played Three games and 12 games. Or, we uh, kind of threw that out, and we also agreed that Washington is playing much better as of late, and they have an excellent defense. And that's a strength against a weakness there is the Pittsburgh offense is a weakness and the Washington defense is a strength. And Pittsburgh then played Buffalo, <clears throat> still tired, 
As a matter of fact, I think that was the third game in 12 days. So people didn't care too much about that. And then again, this Monday night game against Cincinnati, if you listen to Lenny, he he called it essentially. They were 4-13 and 13 against the spread whenever in the Tomlin era. We're talking 10 years now. It, in the last 10 years, they were 4-13 and 13 against the spread when going on the road in a double-digit favorite, regardless of who they played. And secondly, the second time – and the, the other point he made – was that when Pittsburgh would play Cincinnati again, the second time in a season, they always sort of underachieve. Yeah. So we'll see what happens here. Now, this is, you know, there's no necessary trends happening. I don't know if we've ever seen a team win 11 in a row and then lose four in a row. And maybe I don't believe we have. Yeah, I don't uh, believe we have. I believe the team winning 11 in a row and then losing three in a row is actually, that has not happened, in, certainly in the Super Bowl era. I, I well, no, I um, I think that actually the Saints were 13-0. and 0 in This is the only second time it's happened. And they lost the last three, but they had already clinched everything. And they weren't playing right. anyone, and they ended right. up winning the Super Bowl. So, um, But the, the Steelers play the Colts this week, and then next week they play uh, the Browns. At the Browns, yeah. so this is not easy. Our um, division still in play. Yeah, friend. Wow, how about that? That's amazing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Friend of the sh- and they had a three, three or four game lead at one point in time. Yep. The Steelers said they were cruising yep. in the division. It was the most obvious division winner uh, as as we looked at it just a couple of weeks ago. But our friend, uh, friend of the show, and father of a uh, frequent guest, collaborator, and uh, favorite sports host by many. Uh, Derek Abbott, Keith Abbott, uh, was saying that they're not going to win another game, and at the end of the season, their offensive coordinator is going to be fired. And if that's the case, um, that's a precipitous fall from yeah. from being the number one seed to not even winning your d- division uh, and losing five in a row. Um, yeah, you're right. They they could lose. Let's see if they lo- if they lose against. Let's do this real quick. I'm gonna. They're going to lose against the the Colts. We'll have the Browns beat the Jets, which I don't think anyone has a problem with. Mm. And then week 17, the Browns beat the Steelers. And sure enough, the Browns win the division. And then they play the Steelers. (laughs) Oh, it's perfect. It's so great. The AFC is set up. And look at the division. Look at what look at what happens in that situation. You have two AFC South teams playing one another in in, in the first round as well. Tennessee and uh, and Indianapolis. Um. Yeah, oh, it's look, yeah, but look at that. See if Miami beats Buffalo, then that's what happens there. So it's it's very funky. Well, we will go through this in a, in a bit, but um, yeah, I, I think Pittsburgh. It, I is it, it does it come down to Ben Johnny? Does it come down? Well, I think it, I think it does. Like I don't know that it's throw down field. It, 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 I don't know. It's so much the offensive coordinator's fault. It, it, he just seemed, he even seems now he was accurate on those short and intermediate throws early in the season. And as the season's gone on, he's become less accurate on those. Also his wide receivers. Gosh, Derek brought this up the last time he was on the show. The wide receivers been dropping a lot of passes for Pittsburgh. And this was kind of the strength of their team prior to that. Um, they, but, lead uh, the league, they lead the league and dropped passes, but yeah, we saw some of the, he was missing wide open people oh, as well. He was. Throwing into triple coverage when there was a wide open r- wide receiver doing the post deep. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. There might be something up with, with Ben. And they asked yeah. him if he was, if it was due to injury, I heard an interview with him yesterday and he, he said, you know, they said, are you, do you feel like you're a hundred percent? And he kind of equivocated and it's, it's the honest answer is it's like, it's December in the NFL. Nobody's a hundred percent. And that's true. But he has, there's been a real, real drop off in that accuracy. And frankly, you know, we've said it, they can't run the ball. They can't throw deep. 
and now they can't throw short and intermediate passes. There's really nothing on offense that they do well. Um, they're not just one-dimensional. They're no-dimensional right now. I guess you can blame the offensive coordinator, but I think it really comes down to you, you have, if you have an inaccurate quarterback like that, you're not going to have success. So I think, Johnny, the AFC is pretty well set outside of Miami and Baltimore. So if you don't mind, let's do uh, let's do a scenario of these teams and whether they win or loss. It's just for two weeks. Okay. So six games. And uh, let's have some fun and do that. All right. So the first AFC game that matters – uh, Falcons at Kansas City. I mean, I don't, do, do do any of us think that there there's a threat for them to lose the number one seed? I don't think that's that's the case. Do we even? Uh, they're, they're, they're thirteen and one. I mean, uh, Pittsburgh has eleven wins. I don't think any of us see Pittsburgh winning out. Buffalo has eleven wins. I, I mean, I think I think it's mathematically there, but I don't think any of us really believe that that's going to happen. And okay. I don't think it'll matter for Kansas City, frankly, because again, Buffalo. I think it's a flip the switch. Yeah, Buffalo is at uh, is that New England? New England. I would say I would say I would go with Buffalo on that. How about you? Uh, yeah, I'd lean towards Buffalo, but this also has the hallmark of a all of a sudden Bill Belichick with a with a, a against a team that he's seen um, puts sure. together a defensive defensive battle. It's just you know New England's so limited offensively as well. It's really difficult to think of them um, outscoring anyone at this point. True. He's able to he's able to shut down offenses though. It's yep. very interesting and um, take the under. Okay, so uh, who are we, who are we going with on this one? Are we going to go with Buffalo? Or? I'm going to go with Buffalo because they're a better team. All right, <clears throat> so uh, Tennessee is at Green Bay. Now that's a good game. That is a great game. I'm and and Green Bay is holding on to their number one seed against Seattle and against New Orleans. Although New uh, New Orleans, I think they've beaten New Orleans early, so they're they're in good shape there. And I'm not sure about Seattle, um, but uh, <clears throat> I would say. I don't know. I think Tennessee has a shot in that game. I think they do, too, because they run the football really, really well. And they can keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. And um, uh, Ryan Tannehill, since I believe the beginning of last season, Mark, uh, I believe Ryan Tannehill has the best passer rating, touchdown to interception ratio and completion percentage of any uh, quarterback in the NFL. I mean, they are. Yeah. The only thing they can't do. Here's the problem. They don't get pressure on the quarterback. So take the over <laughs> on this, maybe. Um, it, it really yeah. depends on, you know, it, it's in Lambeau, right? So weather could be an issue. Um, I would lean towards Green Bay, but uh, that, boy, that's almost a, that's a Green Bay giving a point, I guess. Uh, let's go with Green Bay yeah. on that. Uh, you, make, you make a good point about Lambeau Field. Um, that's, you know, Tennessee's Tennessee. <laughs> it gets cold in Nashville. Yes, it does. But, uh, it does. And they are running not, the football team, you know, but they but, are, uh, they are. That's a great point too. All right. Do, do the Steelers get right or do they lose to the Colts? I think they, I think the Colts are better. Okay. Uh, Rams usually have the Seahawks number. Do they have their number again at following a loss to the Jets? Unbelievable. They are. I think I'm going with the Rams on this one because no one can predict the Rams. And yeah, they usually I, take care of business with Seattle. I would lean towards them as well. And Seattle has been somewhat erratic, um, I think, as has – well, really, it's, it comes down to Jared Goff. The defense for the Rams haven't been erratic. That's we, we actually shouldn't worry about this one, Johnny, because we're ostensibly only doing the AFC for now. Yes. We're going to look at the – so who cares about that game? We Everyone now listening is confused, as am I, but it doesn't matter. D- doesn't matter. We're moving on. It's the only game that we shouldn't have done. Baltimore is going to beat New York, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I mean, I would – yeah, absolutely. Okay. 
Uh, Browns are going to beat the Jets. Yeah. Raiders and Dolphins. I think the Dolphins take care of it. I, yeah, I, I just think the Raiders are a mess. Yep. Uh, all right, Kansas City, I'm going to have them winning, and uh, the Jags, and uh, okay, so there it is. So that's that's what we've got. Everyone's got 15, uh, 15 games under their belt. Let's go to week 17 in the AFC at the moment. And we will just we'll just tell everybody who's listening and not seeing it that after that week of games, the things that have changed is Pittsburgh has dropped down and they would play face Cleveland in the first round and Tennessee and Indianapolis would play. They would be the third and the sixth seed, respectively. And Pittsburgh still has a home game clinging on to that home game. Mm -hmm. And now we're going into week 17, Miami at Buffalo. Now, Miami has a lot to play for. They have to win. that. If they win that game, they've clinched postseason do they beat the bills who beat them earlier in the season we both agree that the bills are probably a better team yeah i but bills will have nothing to play for they're two game with one to play they're two games behind kansas city in the win and loss column uh i i think that miami does win that football game yeah wow okay these are not your these are not your fathers and grandfathers miami dolphins in my mind they're 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 a little they're a little grittier than that team has been in a long time Baltimore will beat the Bengals, but that won't matter. Uh, Browns and Steelers. You're going with the Browns, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. So the Browns are going to win that division. Pittsburgh is now on the road as we speak. Uh, Tennessee beats Houston, I think. I think we can agree yeah, to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and uh, the Colts beat the Jags. I think we can agree with that. Yeah. Jags don't want to win anymore. Trevor Lawrence. That's true. And then uh, we've got that, and that's about it. So. Yeah. This is what the finals – so it, it's still Miami at Buffalo. Yep. Uh, and it's now Pittsburgh at Cleveland. At Cleveland, they lose the home field advantage. And then and Tennessee, Tennessee at Indianapolis. Wow, right. this is really interesting, too, because Tennessee and Indianapolis, that's a slugfest. Yeah. Because the, the Indianapolis defense, I've been on them all year. Uh, they are – they're very good. And Phillip Rivers has not really resorted. You know, we saw the Phillip Rivers in San Diego with the bad interceptions, um, kind of a, you know, a, a he's a terrific talent, Mark, but I think we both agree he's kind of clam um, in, in playoffs. So that, you know, he was with a clam organization really largely in playoffs. Uh, but I think yeah. that is a, that is a really, really old school. I mean, it'll be indoors. So it won't, it's too, just too bad. It won't be outdoors. Because that that's a that's a slugfest right there in my mind. I give a little bit of the of the nod to Tennessee just because of how well they run the football. We're gonna have two games. We're gonna have two games uh, matching up four teams that have just played each other the week before. Yep, that's just nuts. Yeah, the, the AFC is an, a lot of fun. You know. <laughs> Outside of the number one seed, the AFC is a lot of fun. Right. And and, really. and in this scenario, as we pointed out, the Baltimore Ravens don't make the playoffs. And I think, you know, there are weeks where that's you would the only team you would not want to see other than the Ravens would be the Kansas City Chiefs when they're playing at their at their potential. That's an 11 and five team that yeah. doesn't make the playoffs. That's a rare thing. It's happened. It it's has happened, happened on occasion. It happened, uh, I believe. With the uh, with the New England Patriots, the year of uh, the Matt, Matt Castle Cassell, right? after when Tom Brady was hurt, Matt, yep. Matt Castle, and uh, it also happened one year with the Denver Broncos in the '80s. They were 11 and five and missed the playoffs. It doesn't happen often; it happens maybe once every other decade. 
But um, where on the other side, you could have a seven and nine team win its division, get a home game. <laughs> Speaking of, let's let's go over there right now. All to, right. Um, let's uh, let's clear all this up and let's go to week sixteen. So this is what we have right now in the NFC, Johnny. If yeah, if the playoffs started today, Green Bay gets the gets the bye. Um, your second seed would be New Orleans, and they would entertain Arizona, which is really fun. Uh, Kyler Murray, congratulations on your Pro Bowl, Kyler Murray. Yeah. Um, your Pro Bowl election. Third seed, Seattle and Tampa Bay. I mean, come on. Good Lord. These are really fun matchups. <laughs> God. And then um, your your fourth seed is the Washington football team taking on Los Angeles. Exactly. And, 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 and that's you know, a bad matchup for the Rams. I think so. I think I mean, so. It's a, it, I mean, it's good. it would be like two to nothing that game. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see Washington doing anything offensively, and they just have to hold on to the ball. And uh, because Aaron Donald and that defense can cause all kinds of I think of if Alex Smith is back, I think Washington uh, – and Washington has had uh, some success. If they get a little healthier at running back, they have had a little success running the ball. And I like <clears throat> Alex Smith does get the ball out of his hands quickly, so he matches up a little better against the Rams. But that's a – you know, you're talking about probably the two most feared defensive fronts in yeah. football. Yeah, it's two to nothing. It's a two to nothing. <laughs> or maybe five to two. Well, like you know it. what? If e- either of these teams may need a, a defensive or a special team score, that oh, would not that would not surprise me in the least. It, it would not be. And they both are capable of doing that. Yeah. Uh, you know, over and over again, frankly. That's yeah. Washington has in a lot of ways, made their bones this year on that. And so has, uh, so has Los Angeles. Yeah, that's, oh my God, that, that is really, well, you talk about old school. That's five to three. It's five, one safety, two field goals. <laughs> there was a five to three game in 1970 between the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys. If I'm not mistaken, it was, yeah. a, it was a divisional playoff. And that's when the Lions were always a perennial contender, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Greg Landry's era and um, five to three. Billy Sims, probably, yeah. Yeah, if the Dodgers played the Nationals, they would score more than the Rams yeah. playing the nice. football team. I like that a lot. That's a great And I, I think that's true. I, I honestly do think that could no, probably it would be. That would be a hilarious matchup. And then, and then you look at Tampa Bay and Seattle, and that could be a, a massive shootout, for all we know, because Tampa's defense is suspect suddenly. And Seattle's defense has never quite gotten off the schneid, although they have played better as of late. They're just inconsistent. They're really – Seattle from week game. to week is difficult to wrap your head around. It, they really are because they're, they're, they're very good, but, boy, they can, have, they can play f- as flat as anybody at times. And Russell think, Wilson at times – and when you both of you and I think Russell Wilson, Hall of Fame quarterback, he, the m- most undervalued guy in the NFL. But he is, like a lot of guys, if he has to press, you know, he'll hold on to the ball a little bit too long. Um, yeah, that's uh, – I just in that situation in Seattle, I, I'd have to take the Seahawks in that in that match. Yeah, yeah. Although it's uh, it's an awful lot of fun, and I, you know we'd have to look back. Tom Brady, I'm not sure has won that many road playoff games to tell you. Has had to play many. Yeah, no, that's the thing. He's probably had to play less than half a dozen in his you know illustrious career. He's probably pay, played sixty playoff games in his life. Yeah, I would think, or roughly, roughly. You know those numbers. I don't. And think I'm sure only a third of them, at most, on the road. Oh, oh no, I don't. I I think he's probably played maybe six games on the. It, it seems to me it's not that 
It's not that much at all. I'm going to quickly go to Seattle's uh, schedule over the last few games mm-hmm. and because I think they've really stepped it up. Now, they, they've played the Jets. They played your Washington football team. And Washington uh, hung around. Again, that's a really, really good Washington defense. They were terribly limited at, at, at quarterback. But that to, to me, that gave me a little hope as a Washington football fan that if Alex Smith gets back, that offense could do a little bit of something. They moved the ball a little bit at the end on Dwayne Haskins. To your point, Mark, that Seattle defense, there are times when they can get boat raced a little bit. 14 points, though, John, over the last six games. Yeah. 14 points they've averaged. Uh, giving up that's you're going to win most games. If you only get 14 points, the jets, <laughs> they, you know, they, they get a Tampa Bay team with, with uh, weapons everywhere. That's, that's going to be a little different. That's not going to be the low scoring game. I agree, but they, you know, they only gave up 21 to the Cardinals, only 16 to the Rams. Yeah. Oh, now, yes. Way. 17 to the Eagles, 12 to the giants. Yes. They've, they've not played, you know, they've had three, NFC East teams and then an AFC East team to play in the last four games. So of course they're going to get right. You're right. And and by the way, Mark, remember about, I don't know, month ago when it was uh, a pretty good money bet that the NFC championship game could possibly be Tampa Bay and Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? Well, now it's yep. first round. Yeah. It is first round game, sixth seed versus the third seed. So let's go ahead and do our, our um, moving forward, moving forward this week, green Bay against Tennessee, we're going with Green Bay on that one, we said. I call it a pick but yep. I think L.A., Seattle, I for whatever reason, like the Niners have the, the Rams number. The Rams seem to have the Seahawks number. Even I trust your Seattle. NFC West stuff. I trust your NFC West knowledge. Okay. Um, we've said that the, the Giants are going to lose to the uh, to the Ravens. Yes. Uh, Eagles and Dallas, because we have to go through these NFC East games because it matters. It matters. Uh, Eagles and Dallas. Who who wins that game, Johnny? Uh, today, I'd say Philadelphia. This Sunday, we're going with the, with going with the Eagles. They look uh, good. Jalen Hurts looked terrific against New Orleans. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He, he did. really good. And Dallas is, you know, God. I would that. say I would say the Washington football team gets by the Panthers. I think so. I think, yeah. I think that's fair to say. Um, I would say the Cardinals beat the beat the Forty ers uh, I would say I would say the Bucks beat the Lions. I, yeah. I would say that's pretty fair to say. Yeah, uh, I think Chicago somehow is still in the mix. Believe it or not. Yeah, and, oh, I, they are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm going to give them uh, a win over the Jags. How about the Vikings at the Saints? I think the Saints. Um, I, I think the Saints win that. I, I think uh, up until last week, Minnesota still r- r- was was in the hunt, and they've been a disappointing team. I think you'd agree this year, Mark. Uh, Minnesota, yeah. uh, they can run the football, um, and, and and we all know Kirk Cousins can have good games, and he can have you know mediocre and worse games. But I, I think I think Saints, I think the Saints are going to get a, on a little bit more of a roll getting into the playoffs, and, and Drew Brees and his eleven broken ribs are just going to continue to get better. All right, so now here's here's where they stand. Week uh, going into the last week of the season, Green Bay is, is the first seed. Arizona is at New Orleans, which is mm-hmm. the same matchup. Same there. Seattle is now at Los Angeles, wow. and so they're now not on. They're not hosting a game. Tampa Bay is at Washington. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! Now that's what do you think of that as a Washington football fan having a team like Tampa Bay with those weapons? 
Do you, do you have confidence in that defense that you can shut down that team? Well, I don't think you can shut them down. I think they can hold them down a bit. And, and, and you know, let's let's be honest. Tom Brady has good numbers and everything, but that that offense is not quite as good as the sum of its parts uh, at, at this not point. Not yet. No, you're right. You're absolutely um, right. Washington can get a lot of pressure on an immobile quarterback. I, again, I think yeah. probably a low-scoring game. I just, you know, the Washington offense is so limited and not knowing – really how Alex Smith is going to be, you know, 100%. And, and as Derek Abbott mentioned on the show, we all hold our breath every time he drops back to throw. Um, so I, I think Tampa Bay takes care of business there in a low-scoring game where Tom Brady is maybe relatively uncomfortable throughout that game. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. All right, week 17, final week. We've seen the matchups as they stand going into that. Cowboys play the Giants is an important game because the Giants need the win to put pressure on the uh, the footballers. <laughs> the footballers. I like calling them the footballers. You think that uh, the Giants can beat the Cowboys in that scenario? Do you think? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. Yeah, I do. I think uh, the Seahawks beat the 49ers. Okay. Uh, we've got. Okay, now this is a tough one. At Arizona at the Rams. See, this is where I think Arizona beat. I think the Rams are horrible at home. You just can't. That'd be early on. I thought they were good at home, actually. Well, it's really weird because they've played well against Arizona, also. But Arizona's defense, um, you know, when where LA falls apart is when Jared Goff gets uncomfortable. He still is not good playing as Derek's off schedule, and he has a tendency. You know, he's one of those guys where kind of bad mistakes snowball a little on him, and if he's not in a rhythm, does Arizona have the defense to make that happen? I, I you know, I don't know. I really that's a, that's a hard call for me. I will uh, your knowledge of the NFC West is a little better. Um, I'm taking a quick uh, cursory look at the uh, the Rams. Just just inexplicable. Uh, I mean, they they beat the Seahawks and the Buccaneers. OK, and then they lose to the Niners. Now they beat the Cardinals by 10 points. Mm-hmm. They beat they killed the Patriots and then they lose to the Jets. Right. Um, and they have, so they, they've beaten, they've beaten the, um, you know, they've beaten the Seahawks and they've beaten the Cardinals and, um, and that's who they played the last two games of the season. So they're one to know against both those teams. They're and two against the 49ers inexplicably. I don't know. They, they could beat the Cardinals, but I don't think I'm going to go Rams in that game. Cause I just think they have the better defense and push comes to shove down the stretch. I go with better defense. That's me. Okay, so we're going with the Rams against the Cardinals. There we go. That's interesting. Okay, so the next NFC matchup are the Falcons against the Bucks. You would assume the Bucks would win because yep. they, Tom Brady, never loses to the Falcons, as we know. Right. right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, I think New Orleans takes care of uh, the Panthers. Yeah, I think we're good with that. Uh, Vikings and Lions doesn't matter. Uh, Green Bay at Chicago. Green Bay will not have anything really to play for because I think New Orleans, I think they still, um, let me just quickly, yeah, it doesn't matter. So let's go with the, the Bears. Okay. And if they and if they win, the Bears now are in the seventh seed. And Arizona's gone. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, all right, wa- the Washington football team against the Philadelphia Eagles for all the marbles, John, because if they lose, the Giants get that fourth seed. I'm leaving this pick up to you. (laughs) 
I'm leaving it up to you, Johnny. Well, I think Alex Smith is back at that point. And I still think, I think defensively, um, of course, we don't know who the starter is going to be. Doug Peterson, we do, but he won't, he won't just say it for the, for the remainder of the season. I'll take, uh, I'll take the Washington football team, better defense. I'll always take a better defense if I don't know. So the matchups in the NFC are the first seed is Green Bay and Chicago sneaks in at nine and seven and replaces Arizona because Los Angeles beat them. How yeah. about that? How yeah. about that? I don't see that would not surprise me in any way. So Chicago plays New Orleans at New Orleans. Seattle now is at Los Angeles. <laughs> and Tampa Bay is still at Washington. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's uh, so let's do those first round matchups. Well, New Orleans. <laughs> I mean, New I, Orleans. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, Chicago's played better as of as of late, certainly. So they're the second seed. So they'll have another home game if they yeah. win that one. And then uh, L, uh, Seattle at L.A. That's just. It's I just, would take. I would just take experience, and I know that the Rams have been to the Super Bowl, but I will take Russell Wilson over. Jared Goff in that situation. All right, so the sixth seed wins out, and then Tampa at Washington. It still, it still just remains the same for me. I just don't think Washington, as good as that defense is, uh, unless their offense really, really ramps it up. They and again, there were times where they ran the ball really, really well. Um, I Tampa. Okay, so we've got uh, the the matchups will be uh, Seattle will be at Green Bay, which is a fun one, and then mm-hmm. Tampa will go to New Orleans, which is. Also a great fun yeah. game, uh, and that and how, how interesting is that, John? That's the third time they will have played, uh-huh. and New Orleans has their number at least so far. But it would not surprise me a Tom Brady team third time around, yeah, uh, beating them. It doesn't doesn't often happen that a team beats another team three times. I mean, it's very very rare. It has happened. We know that. Nineteen ninety nine, Jacksonville, Tennessee is a perfect example. All yeah. right, so let's go. So that's the second round matchup. Um, the divisional matchup, if you will, will be coming up. Uh, what's the uh, what's the AFC? Kansas City's uh, smoking a cigar at home, watching the games. Yeah, uh, sipping on a little bourbon. And um, Baltimore visits. Wait a minute, what happened here? Oh, okay, we need to get this straight. This is hilarious. All right, so we got to go back. We got to fill out all this. Uh oh, bullshit. Um, okay. <laughs> this is compelling for the podcast listeners. I'm it sure. is. I'm I so Mark sorry. ripped his way through this, uh, playoff machine on ESPN, which is really kind of fun because it you know, gives you the breakdowns and then you can, uh, make your projections for the next couple of weeks and it moves everything around. So Mark's just going through now what we, uh, what we expect. Yeah, we're we're going through it now. We're going th- we're we're just doing the AFC matchups now, which is unfortunate. I should have just done that while we were doing the other one, but of course I didn't. All right, so now let's see how we're we're not where we're still not where we're supposed to be. Uh, Tennessee, uh, I can't. I'm trying to narrate this as I as I move along, Johnny, and it's not working. Kansas City, yeah, they, they beat uh, the Falcons. Okay, and... let's see if we have anything over here. We've got. Uh, Baltimore winning that game. That's not going to help them. Uh, the the Browns win this game. And uh, let's go back to the Browns. Who, the Browns are playing the Jets the week before. So now we're trying to get the, the – here's the Colts. So here we are. Do, do we have – no, we don't. We still – erg. Okay. We are getting there. Believe me, <laughs> folks, we are getting there. We apologize for the horrific nature of yeah. this part yeah. of the – 
of the uh, podcast. All I'm thinking about is pronunciations of the We've button. got it. We've got it. All right. Man, that was 30 seconds that I can never get back, and mm-hmm. neither can our listeners. Uh, we apologize. They're all gone anyway, so at this point, I would assume, uh, through all of this non-entertaining playoff talk, which is only fun for you and I, but I mean, that's why the podcast is here to keep you and I from doing harm to ourselves. Uh, all right. Uh, so Miami and Buffalo, I think we both it's agree. Only, it's the only reason we have a podcast is, is to keep us from walking into the sea. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Miami and Buffalo, I think again, bad matchup for Buffalo. I think it's not one they would really like to have, but I think in the end, it's, it's just a little too much for Miami. So I would take Buffalo. Okay. Cleveland. I think Cleveland, uh, now who knows? Talk about a team with no experience. Yeah. And and talk about a city with no experience. Good Uh, offensive line though. Uh, Baker Mayfield's playing now that they have that offense kind of figured out with what he does. Well, uh, that become a, uh, a, uh, a really dangerous offense. And again, I, Pittsburgh, I, I need to see Pittsburgh do something because they have been to my uh, and I, I was they have been the least impressive offense in football over the last couple of weeks. So let's go with Cleveland on that yeah, one. Yeah. And then Tennessee at Indianapolis. And my vote's going to be Tennessee. Yeah, mine too. So now we have the one, two, three, and five seeds making it, which means Tennessee goes to Kansas City, uh, which of course they did last year in the championship game. Game a game. And Cleveland would go to Buffalo. Oh, man, that is old school. That is yeah, old, really is. like cold AFC, you know, the northern tundra. It's like, wow, yeah. Cleveland at Buffalo. All right, so those are the matchups. Green Bay is hosting um, is hosting Seattle. Mm-hmm. And New Orleans is hosting Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah, Kansas City is hosting Tennessee. And Buffalo is hosting Cleveland. Let's quickly run through this. Let's start with the AFC. Tennessee at Kansas City. I, I just think the, the the Chiefs. Me too. And then Cleveland at Buffalo. Buffalo. That's a, yeah. Okay. So I, I go Buffalo. It's, it's a really good game. And, I, you know, that would not be a shocker. But it, it I just think Buffalo. Buffalo's on a roll right now. And Josh Allen is. You know he's in the, he's in the discussion for AFC MVP. Yeah, talk, talk about figuring it out. They have yep. figured it out on that yep. offense. That offense suddenly looks so scary, and it was just a good offense for most yep. of the season. And they and it it seems to have clicked. So we're going to get the matchup we really want, which is Buffalo at Kansas City. The last time they were in a championship game was 1993 with Joe Montana and Jim Kelly. So Buffalo yep. at Kansas City. Uh, let's do the divisional round. Green Bay is hosting Seattle. Um, I'm going to go with the with the Packers. As will I. As will I. And Tampa Bay is hosted uh, by New Orleans for the third time. I don't think you beat Tom Brady three times. Really? Okay. Really? All right. So we've got Tampa Bay. That would be fun. I don't know. New Orleans is tricky. And um, you know, again, we've talked about this. I don't know how long michael thomas is on the ir but normally mm. the ir is about four weeks yeah so but who uh, knows this year if they've made a lot you know uh, adjustments but yeah. to me to me he's more important he and kamara are, are more important than drew Brees in drew that, Brees, yeah. in that uh, on that team and their defense i think has gotten better uh, i would love to see it i would love to see tampa bay the third time around figured out and so our conference championship games are tampa at Green Bay mm-hmm. and Buffalo at Kansas City. I mean, 
NFL would be thrilled with that. Yeah, NFL yeah. And Tampa Bay, Green Bay. Oh my God, you'd see all the old shots of Warren Sapp chasing down Brett Favre in the in the preview. I mean, there was a period of time where those were, you know, those are your two bell cow teams in the NFC for a bit there together, and that was a must see television when those guys would get it on. The two quarterbacks' uh, ages added up in the AFC forty five roughly. <laughs> the two quarterbacks' ages in the NFC added up, Johnny. One hundred and forty five. One hundred forty five. So it's really old school against yeah. the new school. Yeah. And then uh, I would say Kansas City beats Buffalo. I, yeah. I I just think they'll find a way. It's Super Bowl one, Mark. Oh, man. So Green Bay beats Green Bay and Kansas City. Man. And then Kansas City, I would, I would assume. And I got to tell you, you would change the scenarios and go back and change some of those, you know, the, the, uh, we might see some difference. I mean, I think, I think Baltimore is a team that if they were to get in, giving the, how dynamic they can be offensively, um, they could, they could pull an upset of a Buffalo or, you know, even a Kansas city in my mind, um, because Lamar is such a, you know, as is Mahomes, uh, there, he's such a, uh, a, an unknown as far as what you're going to, if you're going to be able to, do you get the Lamar that can't get anything done from the pocket? Or if he gets, you know, 25% of his plays or passes from the pocket, you're in trouble against them. I think everybody's hoping they don't make the playoffs to be quite frank. No, that's a great, that's a great, great point. It really is. And then they very well may not at 11 and five, make it. And and everyone will breathe a sigh of relief in the AFC outside of the uh, Kansas city chiefs. Obviously, Because the idea is that Miami's ahead of, ahead of the game. So I think most in our mind is thinking, okay, well, they'll, they're going to get there and they're going to give somebody a game and sure they could pull an upset, but you know, they're still a year or so away. They, They need to do a couple more things to get to be a championship caliber team. I think the argument, is with Baltimore if they play to their potential they are already a championship caliber yeah that's a good that's, that's a mind. very good that's a very good call now we're over an hour and both of us have things to do today yeah, we should probably go uh, and I know you wanted to talk a little Christmas can I can I throw this out uh, as to what you think the average NFL fan if they asked for what their Christmas present would be for their for the for the most entertaining fun Super Bowl matchup would it be the one we just out- outlined? Uh, no, I think if you ask the average NFL fan uh, to take their teams out of the mix, obviously. Um, uh, their Christmas think, wish for the Super Bowl. I think their Christmas... That, boy, that's really tough because I was going to say Tampa Bay and Kansas City because of the Brady-Mahomes thing, but I just wonder if there's so much Brady fatigue <laughs> that people sure. would, would prefer not to see it. Um How about this? The NFL's Christmas wish. The league's Christmas wish. Kansas City, Green Bay. I I agree with you. I agree with you. I think they get to break out the NFL films on uh, Hank Stram and Lombardi. And and, and you arguably have in 2020 the two best teams in, in their in their leagues. I mean, we, I think we, the AFC is, is just stacked with really good football teams. I think, you know, there are at least eight of them that I, uh, uh, that, uh, I think could win more than one game in the playoffs, the NFC, maybe not quite so much, but, uh, I just think that that would be the matchup that they would like to see. I think, I think there's a part of America that would love to see Tom Brady, uh, in a super bowl for another team. And then there's probably an equal amount of people who don't ever want to see Tom Brady play again. 
<laughs> well, I would love to see Tom Brady, obviously, and Joaquin yep. is talking about a Tampa Bay Green Bay championship game. See, see the you know, folks like Joaquin and uh, Lenny, Clint. You know, they're, they're I think they're hanging they're hanging in with this uh, pure sports talk yeah. part. All, all the other folks that enjoy you and I and enjoy the banter. Oh, they yeah. uh, they had a great time early on when we were, when we were at each other's throats. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think the NFL would love to have Green Bay and Kansas City. I think this is Super Bowl uh, 55, if I'm not mistaken, and it goes back to one. That would be a lot of fun. People would enjoy that, and that's a that's a nice 2020 thing. To as yeah. we're as we're getting into 2021, you know, we're we're, we're sort of we're probably feeling nostalgic a little bit, I think, uh, because this year has been so difficult for most yeah. of the world uh, I for a point variety out, of reasons. And I, wanna, I, yeah. I just wanted to point out everybody saying Buffalo. I think both you and I would love to see Buffalo in the Super Bowl. I want to throw that out. That would be a fun thing for us to see. But I, we're, we're talking in terms of what the NFL would like to see. Yeah, and I think – I, I'm not sure if most fans – well, you think most fans would want to see Buffalo? I mean, that's probably a pretty good call that they'd like to see Josh out. They'd like to see him in there and um, and and how exciting he is and the fact that Buffalo hasn't been there right. since the 93 season. Never been able to win one, right? Nope. Four, they had four in a row, and they, they lost them all. Um, and then Tampa Bay, of course, would be a lot of fun uh, against, you know, the old – you know, the 43-year-old quarterback against the 24-year-old quarterback, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know about most fans. I, I think the NFL, though, you're right. I think it's Kansas City, Green Bay. Well, I'll say this about most fans. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes himself brings a lot of people to the table. You know, our friend Tim's uh, son uh, who plays uh, plays football, Reese, I mean, he is just obsessed with Patrick Mahomes. And I think Mahomes sits there where like a Marino did and maybe an Elway, one of those guys where people who aren't necessarily the week in and week out, and there's no offense to Reese. He's like nine and he's a good guy but i think there's a lot of interest in patrick mahomes that would get average uh and, and even maybe below average as far as how much they ingest of the game who would really like to see patrick mahomes and there are probably plenty of those who don't know who josh allen is yet he hasn't really been introduced to america on a big stage yet no, he hasn't. And uh, Lenny pointing out that New Orleans would be just as good for the NFL uh, playing yeah. Kansas City as Green Bay, out, outside of the fact that yeah, outside of the fact that they wouldn't be able to get all those highlights of Vince Lombardi and Hank Stram. Well, they could get Hank Stram, who coached the New Orleans Saints, uh, not successfully, yeah. but he had a couple of years with them with Bobby Douglas. Oh, those boys, Saints fans, they they deserve it. Uh, yeah, I just worry. I just worry because uh, the eleven broken ribs for for Drew Brees and uh, you know offensively. I just worry uh, about them. To, to your point, uh, if they're if they're completely healthy offensively and Breeze, then it's going to be difficult. Uh, it, difficult, but uh, I just uh, beating Tom Brady three times in a row with with an offense that I think we both agree the the parts are greater than the sum right now. They are th that could you know they've had moments where that offense has looked unstoppable. Yeah, I mean the second half against the Falcons, for sure. instance. But you that's know, you know the Falcons. And it is the Falcons, and it's Tom Brady mean. against the Falcons. And you Falcons. know the Falcons' motto, right? Thirty minutes of great football. That's their motto. <laughs> that's the only flag they can hang up in their uh, in their stadium because they, you know, they not they've never won a Super Bowl. They've Half only been a champion. 
They're halftime. You know, it's like uh, it's like the Clippers, December's champions. December's champions. We got that in. We got one that game, in. One game. Put it all on the Clippers, everybody. Yeah. December's champions, the L.A. Clippers, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Man. Well done. Good job, Paul George. 33 points. Well done. Where were you? Where were you when it mattered? Doc's gone. That's, he was the, he was holding him back. Maybe. Maybe. He was holding him back. So. All right. I think we're done, Johnny. Okay. Yeah, I got to go uh, make sure I have everything prepared for tonight. All right. I have to hit, I have to hit the road now in uh, less than four hours. So We all wish you luck. We'll Thank all you. be thinking about you. Oof. We'll, we'll all uh, uh, send as much good energy and good juju your way. And uh, I want to personally uh, tell you, break a leg. I'm sure it's still applied, right? I'm sure it's still as It's a performance. Yeah, it you're is. On, you're on stage. I'm pretending to be. I'm acting the part yeah. of a PA announcer. Exactly. Exactly. That's how it is. And you would think it was. You would think that it was. Uh, it was just I'm reading things, which it largely is. But there are a couple of things. Reading reading rosters off your phone. No, uh, it's just it's not optimal. It, it's not optimal. No, and now you're writing it out. Now you're going to have you know John Pelkey, by the way, has wonderful handwriting, and he's going to have it all laid out in front of him. It's, he's going to be the pros pro. I'm telling you, he's going to kill it tonight. Yeah. He's going to kill it. Well, thanks to Lenny and Dave Lowe and people who are sending. Uh, and by the way, David Lowe's uh, uh, having a good good sports here for Northwestern. First of all, excellent job in the Big Ten championship game. Uh, they they are Pat Fitzgerald. Hopefully, will decide to stay in uh, in at. Uh, Northwestern, because he would be a very, very sought-after coach in uh, any other big, big-time big school. Boise State's head coach, by the way, headed to uh, Auburn. They thought outside the, the box. I think that will benefit them. Um, just trying to think of the last couple of stories that uh, that we didn't have a chance to touch on. But oh, I was going to say Northwestern upsets Michigan State in college basketball the other day. College basketball moving forward before we, we get out of here, Mark, yeah. it's going to be interesting because they're running into a lot of game cancellations and things now. It's going to be interesting to see how they navigate. I was, I was rooting for WVU last night against KU. Couldn't quite couldn't quite make that happen, but uh, you know, we we should say this, that we were uh, lambasting Tennessee getting the bowl game and Army being shut out and it turns out Tennessee can't do it because of COVID-related issues and they, they picked Army. Yeah, crying out loud. And so Taylor Ferreira's alma mater, uh, the fighting Mountaineers of West Virginia, will face the Black Knights of the Hudson. And we know you, being anti-military, you'll be pulling for the Mountaineers. As always, I'm I'm a big WVU fan. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think they canceled the military bowl, by the way, Mark. Uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you very much. I think what's supposed to happen, I think what COVID is, is just exposing what's the chaff and what's the wheat. Actually, in life. It certainly has in my life. <laughs> yeah. You know. Who man, agreed. Agreed. I've been hugely exposed, and um, that's it. Although, what was there? There was one other thing. There's a pretty good bowl game. There's a couple of bowl games. The Gators. Who are the Gators playing? Oklahoma. That's a great game. Yeah, for instance. there are a few that's top phenomenal. end. There are a few top end matchups that are yeah. that are that are that are very very good. Um, we would give you our uh, predictions for the uh, national championship in college football, but they would be what everybody else's is. So uh, Clemson and Alabama in the final, I think that's what we're moving towards. I don't see anybody else beating. I don't see anybody else getting there, frankly. All right. We went through the whole song. <laughs> there we go. Get out of here. All I right. Gotta go. I got to write stuff down. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, Happy everyone. Holidays. See you later.